0: chapter nine of love insurance by earl dur biggers this LibriVox recording is in the public domain chapter nine wanted board and room as dick minot bent over to pick up his scattered property a knock sounded on the half-open door and lord harrowby trooped in the nobleman was gloom personified he threw himself despondently down on the bed minot old chap he drawled it's all over his eyes took in the wreckage eh what the deuce have you been doing old boy i haven't been doing anything minot answered but others have been busy while we were at the um theatre fawn fingers had been searching for chain lightning's collar the devil you haven't lost it no not yet i believe minot took the envelope from his pocket and drew out the gleaming necklace ah it's still safe harrowby leapt from the bed and slammed shut the door dear old boy he cried keep the accursed thing in your pocket no one must see it i say who's been searching here do you think it could have been o'malley what is o'malley's interest in your necklace some other time please sorry to inconvenience you with the thing do hang on to it won't you awful mix-up if you didn't bad mix-up as it is as i said when i came in it's all over what's all over everything the marriage my chance for happiness minot i'm a most unlucky chap myrick has just postponed the wedding in a frightfully loud tone of voice postponed it sad news for jeffson this yet as he spoke mr minot felt a thrill of joy in his heart he smiled the pleasantest smile he had so far shown san marco exactly he was fearfully rattled was meyrick my word how he did go on considers his daughter humiliated by the antics of that creature we saw on the stage to-night can't say i blame him either the wedding is definitely postponed unless that impostor is removed from the scene immediately oh unless said minot his heart sank his smile vanished unless was the word i fancy said harrowby blinking wisely lord harrowby manette began you intimated the other day that this man might really be your brother no harrowby broke in impossible i got a good look at the chap to-night he's no more a harrowby than you are you give me your word for that absolutely even after twenty years of america no harrowby would drag his father's name onto the vaudeville stage no he is an impostor and as such he deserves no consideration whatever and by the by minot you will note that the postponement is through no fault of mine minot made a wry face i have noted it he said in other words i go on to the stage now following the man who followed the trained seals I thought my role was that of Cupid, but it begins to look more like Captain Kidd. Ah, well, I'll do my best. He stood up. I'm going out into the soft moonlight for a little while, Lord Harrowby. While I'm gone, you might call Spencer Merrick up and ask him to do nothing definite in the way of postponement until he hears from me, us, uh, you. Splinted up, you really said harrowby enthusiastically as minot held open the door for him i have the feeling i could fall back on you and i have the feeling that you've fallen smiled minot so long better wait up for my report fifteen minutes later seated in a small rowboat on the starry waters of the harbor minot was loudly saluting the yacht lilith finally mr martin wall appeared at the rail well what do you want he demanded a word with you mr wall minot answered will you be good enough to let down your accommodation ladder for a moment wall hesitated and minot watching him knew why he hesitated he suspected that the young man in the tiny boat there on the calm bright waters had come to repay a call earlier in the evening a call made while the host was out at last he decided to let down the ladder glad to see you he announced genially as minot came on deck awfully nice of you to say that minot laughed reassures me because i've heard there are sharks in these waters They sat down in wicker chairs on the forward deck minot stared at the cluster of lights that was san marco by night corking view you have of that tourist haunted town he commented ah yes mr wall's queer eyes narrowed did you row out here to tell me that he inquired A deserved rebuke minot returned time flies and my errand is a pressing one am i right in assuming mr wall that you are lord harrowby's friend i am good then you will want to help him in the very serious difficulty in which he now finds himself mr wall the man who calls himself the real lord harrowby made his debut on a vaudeville stage to-night <laughs> so i've heard said wall with a short laugh lord harrowby's fiancee and her father are greatly disturbed they insist that this impostor must be removed from the scene at once or there will be no wedding mr wall it is up to you and me to remove him just what is your interest in the matter wall inquired the same as yours i am harrowby's friend no mr wall this is the situation as i see it wanted board and room in a quiet neighborhood for mr george harrowby far from the street cars the vaudeville stage the wedding march and other disturbing elements and what is more i think i've found the quiet neighborhood i think it's right here aboard the lilith oh indeed yes a simple affair to arrange mr Wall. trimmer and his live proposition are just about due for their final appearance of the night at the opera house right now i will call at the stage door and lead mr trimmer away after his little introductory speech i will keep him away until you and a couple of your sailors i suggest the two i met so informally in the north river have met the vaudeville lord at the stage door and gently but firmly persuaded him to come aboard this boat mr wall regarded minot with a cynical smile a clever scheme he said what would you say was the penalty for kidnapping in this state oh why not look it up asked minot carelessly surely martin wall is not afraid of a backwoods constable what do you mean by that my boy said wall with an ugly stare what do you think i mean minot smiled back i'd be very glad to take the role i've assigned you i can't help feeling that it will be more entertaining than the one i have the difficulty in the way is tremor i believe i am better fitted to engage his attention i know him better than you do and he trusts me begging your pardon further he did give me a nasty day "'said Wall, flaming at the recollection, "'the noisy Montebank. "'Well, my boy, your young enthusiasm has won me. "'I'll do what I can. "'And you can do a lot. "'Watch me until you see me lead Trimmer away. "'Then get his pet. "'I'll steer Trimmer somewhere near the beach "'and keep an eye on the Lilith. "'When you get George safely aboard, "'wave a red light in the bow. "'Then Trimmer and I shall part company for the night.' i'm on said Wall, rising anything to help harrowby and this won't be the first time i've waited at the stage door righto said minot but don't stop to buy a champagne supper for a train seal will you i don't want to have to listen to mr trimmer all night they rowed ashore in company with two husky members of the yacht's crew and ten minutes later minot was walking with the pompous mr trimmer through the quiet plaza he had told that gentleman that he came from allan harrowby to talk terms and tremor was puffed with pride accordingly so mr harrowby has come to his senses at last he said well i thought this vaudeville business would bring him round although i must say i'm a bit disappointed down in my heart my publicity campaign has hardly started i had so many lovely little plans for the future say it makes me sad to win so soon sorry laughed minot lord harrowby however deems it best to call a halt he suggests pardon me interrupted mr trimmer grandiloquently. as the victor in the contest i shall do any suggesting that is done and what i suggest is this to-morrow morning i shall call upon allan harrowby at his hotel i shall bring george with me also some newspaper friends of mine in front of the crowd allan harrowby must acknowledge his brother as the future heir to the earldom of raybrook why the newspaper men minot inquired publicity said trimmer it's the breath of life to me my business my first love my last frankly i want all the advertisement out of this thing i can get at what hour shall we call you would not consider a delay of a few days minot asked save your breath advised trimmer promptly ah i feared it laughed minot well shall we say eleven o'clock you are to call with george harrowby eleven it is said trimmer they had reached a little park by the harbour's edge trimmer looked at his watch and that being all settled i'll run back to the theatre i myself have advised harrowby to surrender minot began wise boy good-night said trimmer moving away not that i have been particularly impressed by your standing as a publicity man continued minot mr trimmer stopped in his tracks as a matter of fact went on minot i never heard of you or any of the things you claim to have advertised until i came to san marco mr trimmer came slowly back up the grave walk in just what inland hamlet untouched by telegraph telephone newspaper and railroad he asked have you been living minot dropped to a handy bench and smiled up into mr trimmer's thin face new york city he replied mr trimmer glanced back at the lights of san marco hesitatingly then it was really a cruel temptation he sat down beside minot on the bench do you mean to tell me he inquired that you lived in new york two years ago and didn't hear of Cottrell's ink eraser such was my unhappy fate smiled minot then you were in ludlow street jail that's all i've got to say trimmer replied why man what i did for that eraser is famous i rigged up a big electric sign in times square and all night long i had an electric contrails erasing indiscreet sentences the kind of things people write when they get foolish with their fountain pens for instance i hereby deed to totty footlights all my real and personal property and the like it took the town by storm theatrical managers complain that people prefer to stand and look at my sign rather than visit the shows can you look me in the eye and say that you never saw that sign well minot answered i begin to remember a little about it now of course you do mr trimmer gave him a congratulatory slap on the knee and if you think hard probably you can recall my neat little stunt of the prima donna and the cough drops i want to tell you about that he spoke with fervor the story of his brave deeds rose high to shatter the stars apart a half hour passed while his picturesque reminiscences flowed on mr minot sat enraptured his eyes on the harbor where the lilith like a painted ship graced the painted ocean my boy trimmer was saying i have made the public stop look and listen when i get my last publicity in the shape of an in memoriam let them run that tag on my headstone and the story of me that i guess will be told longest after i am gone is the one about the grape juice that i-he paused his audience was not listening he felt it intuitively mr minot sat with his eyes on the lilith in the bow of that handsome boat a red light had been waved three times mr minot said your tales are more interesting than the classics he stood some other time i hope to hear a continuation of them just at present lord harrowby or mister if you prefer is waiting to hear what arrangement i have made with you you must pardon me i can talk as we walk along said trimmer and proved it in the middle of the deserted plaza they separated at the dark stage door of the opera house, Trimmer sought his proposition. "Who do you mean?" asked the lone stagehand. There, George, Lord Harrowby, insisted. Mister Trimmer, Ah, oh, that bum actor, seen him going away a while back with two men. They called for him. Bum actor! cried Trimmer indignantly. He stopped. Two men. Who were they? the stagehand asked profanely how he could know that and mr trimmer hurriedly departed for the side-street boarding-house where he and his fallen nobleman shared a suite about the same time dick minot blithely entered lord harrowby's apartments in the hotel de la Paz. well he announced you can cheer up little george is painlessly removed he sleeps tonight aboard the good ship Lilith." thanks to the efforts of martin wall assisted by yours truly he stopped and stared in awe at his lordship what's the matter with you he inquired harrowby waved a hopeless hand minot he said it was good of you but while you have been assisting me so kindly in that quarter another and a greater blow has fallen good lord what cried minot it is no fault of mine harrowby began on which i would have gambled my immortal soul minot said i thought it was all over and done with five years ago i was young sentimental calcium light and grease paint and that sort of thing hit me hard i saw her from the stalls fell desperately in love stayed so for six months wrote letters burning letters and now-yes and now now she's here gabrielle rose is here she's here with the letters oh for a Cotrell's ink eraser minot groaned my man saw her downstairs went on harrowby mopping his damp forehead fifty thousand she wants for the letters or she gives them to a newspaper and begins to sue at once to-morrow i suppose said minot she is the usual gaiety girl not the usual old chap quite a remarkable woman she'll do what she promises trust her and i haven't a farthing minot it's all up now there's no way out of this minot sat thinking the telephone rang i won't talk to her cried harrowby in a panic i won't have anything to do with her minot old chap as a favour to me the old family solicitor, smiled Minot. That's me. He took down the receiver, but no voice that had charmed thousands at the gaiety answered his. Instead, there came over the wire, heated, raging, the tones of Mr. Henry Trimmer. Hello, I want Alan Harrowby. Ah, that's Minot talking, isn't it? Yes? Good. I want a word with you do you know what i think of your methods well you won't now telephone rules in the way think you're going to get ahead of trimmer do you think you've put one over eh well let me tell you you're wrong you're in for it now you've played into my hands steal lord harrowby will you do you know what that means publicity do you know what i'll do to i'll start a cyclone in this town that good night said minot and hung up who was it harrowby wanted to know our friend trimmer on the warpath minot replied it seems he's missed his vaudeville partner he sat down see here harrowby he said it was the first time he had dropped the prefix. it occurs to me that an unholy lot of things are happening to spoil this wedding so i'm going to ask you a question yes Haraby, minot looked straight into the weak but noble eyes are you on the level really i'm not very expert in your astounding language are you straight honest do you want to be married yourself why minot my dear chap i've told you a thousand times i want nothing more i never shall want anything more all right said minot rising then go to bed and sleep the sleep of the innocent but where are you going what are you going to do i'm going to try and do the same and as he went out minot slammed the door on a pier sticking above the knob on the door of three eight nine he found a telegram turning on his lights he sank wearily down on the bed and tore it open it rained in torrents said the telegram at the dowager duchess's garden party you know what that means It was signed, John Thacker. Isn't that a devil of a nightcap? muttered Minot, gloomily. End of chapter 9